Cymbeline, Act One, Scene Six. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Cymbeline by William Shakespeare, Act One, Scene Six. Iacomo, read by David Lewis Richardson. Imogen, read by Carol Box. Continues well, my lord? His health, beseech you. Well, madam. Is he disposed to mirth? I hope he is. Exceeding pleasant. None a stranger there. So merry and so gamesome, he is called the Briton Reveller. When he was here, he did incline to sadness, and oft-times not knowing why. I never saw him sad. There is a Frenchman, his companion, one an eminent monsieur, that it seems much loves a galleon girl at home he furnaces the thick sighs from him whilst the jolly briton your lord i mean laughs from free lungs cries oh can my sides hold to think that man who knows by history report or his own proof what woman is yea what she cannot choose but must be will his free hours languish for a steward bondage will my lord say so ay madam with his eyes in flood with laughter, it is a recreation to be by, and hear him mock the Frenchman. But heaven knows some men are much to blame. Not he, I hope. Not he, but yet heaven's bounty towards him might be used more thankfully. In himself tis much, in you which I count his beyond all talents, whilst I am bound to wonder. I am bound to pity too. What do you pity, sir? Two creatures, heartily. Am I one, sir? you look on me what wreck discern you in me deserves your pity lamentable what to hide me from the radiant sun and solace in the dungeon by a snuff i pray you sir deliver with more openness your answers to my demands why do you pity me that others do i was about to say enjoy your but it is an office of the gods to venge it not mine to speak on you do seem to know something of me, or what concerns me. Pray you, since doubting things go ill often hurts more than to be sure they do, for certainties either are past remedies, or, timely knowing, the remedy, then born, discover to me what both you spur and stop. Had I this cheek to bathe my lips upon, this hand whose touch, whose every touch, would force the feeler's soul. To the oath of loyalty this object which takes prisoner the wild motion of mine eye fixing it only here should i damned then slabber with lips as common as the stairs that mount the capital join gripes with hands made hard with hourly falsehood falsehood as with labour then by peeping in an eye base and unlustrous as the smoky light that's fed with stinking tallow it were fit that all the plagues of hell should at one time encounter such revolt my lord i fear has forgot britain and himself not i inclined to this intelligence pronounce this beggary of his change but tis your graces that from my mutest conscience to my tongue charms this report out let me hear no more o dearest soul your cause doth strike my heart with pity that doth make me sick 
a lady so fair and fastened to an empery would make the greatest king double to be partnered with tomboys hired with that self-exhibition which your own coffers yield with diseased ventures that play with all infirmities for gold which rottenness can lend nature such boiled stuff as well might poison poison be revenged or she that bore you was no queen and you recoiled from your great stock revenged how should i be revenged if this be true as i have such a heart that both mine ears must not in haste abuse if it be true how should i be revenged should he make me live like diana's priest betwixt cold sheets whilst he is vaulting variable ramps in your despite upon your purse revenge it i dedicate myself to your sweet pleasure more noble than that renegade to your bed and will continue fast to your affection still close ashore what hope isanio let me my service tender on your lips away i do condemn mine ears that have so long attended thee if thou wert honourable thou wouldst have told this tale for virtue not for such an end thou seek'st as base as strange thou wrong'st a gentleman who is as far from thy report as thou from honour and solicit'st here a lady that disdains thee and the devil alike what ho pisanio the king my father shall be made acquainted of thy assault if he shall think it fit a saucy stranger in his court to mart as in a romish stew and to expound his beastly mind to us he hath a court he little cares for and a daughter who he not respects at all what ho pisanio oh happy leonatus i may say the credit that thy lady hath of thee deserves thy trust and thy most perfect goodness her assured credit blessed live you long a lady to the worthiest sir that ever country called his and you his mistress only for the most worthiest fit give me your pardon i have spoke this to know if your affiance were deeply rooted and shall make your lord that which he is new o'er and he is one the truest mannered such a holy witch that he enchants societies into him half all men's hearts are his you make amends he sits mongst men like a descended god he hath a kind of honour sets him off more than a mortal seeming be not angry most mighty princess that i have adventured to try your taking a false report which hath honoured with confirmation your great judgment in the election of a sir so rare which you know cannot err the love i bear him made me to fan you thus but the gods made you unlike all others chaffless pray your pardon all's well sir take my power i the court for yours my humble thanks i had almost forgot to entreat your grace but in a small request and yet of moment too for it concerns your lord myself and other noble friends are partners in the business pray what is't some dozen romans of us and your lord the best feather of our wing have mingled sums to buy a present for the emperor which i the factor for the rest have done in france tis plate of rare device and jewels of rich and exquisite form their value's great and i am something curious being strange to have them in safe stowage may it please you to take them in protection willingly and pawn mine honour for their safety since my lord hath interest in them i will keep them in my bedchamber 
They are in a trunk, attended by my men. I will make bold to send them to you. Only for this night I must aboard tomorrow. Oh, no, no. Yes, I beseech, or I shall short my word by lengthening my return. From Gallia I crossed the seas on purpose and on promise to see your grace. I thank you for your pains, but not away tomorrow. Oh, I must, madam. Therefore I shall beseech you, if you please, to greet your lord with writing. Do it to-night. I have outstood my time, which is material to the tender of our present. I will write. Send your trunk to me. It shall safe be kept, and truly yielded you. You're very welcome. End of Cymbeline, Act One, Scene Six.